Welcome to the Worship Central podcast. We are passionate to see the worship and creativity of churches throughout the world set on fire. Join us as we explore what this might look like. Well, hey everyone. Hey. Welcome. Woo. Woo. Brand new episode of the Worship Central podcast. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. July is here upon us. I hope the sun is shining where you are, where you're listening, watching this. Um, updates from people. How's everyone doing? What's what's the news? Drakey, any any big news? Oh, uh, you know there's big news, Luke. <laughs> Come on, tell us all. Uh, we, we, we've emerged from lockdown with a cat dog. It's, it's, a cat. it's a cat that behaves like a dog, but it's a cat. So, uh, yeah, that's our news. It's a pure cat. It's not a cat bred with a dog, is it? No, that would be wrong, wouldn't yeah, it? Like, See, just, that, that's what just, I thought. I think that's really important to clarify for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that be wrong? Oh, gosh. Oh. What's that, Tim? Why would that be wrong, theologically? Theologically. <laughs> 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 another question for another... Podcast. Another episode. Until next time. Yeah. Um, Luke and Anna, what about you? Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. We've emerged yeah. from lockdown with a baby. Hey, I know. Baby yeah. Samson. Yeah, he's six weeks old now. He's gorgeous and chubby. Are we going to see him? Can you? No, he's asleep. He's asleep. Oh, come on, wake him up. Keep your voice down. Keep your voice down. <laughs> he's a he's a proper chunky monkey. And um, yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's gorgeous. He's doing great. Um, Nick Herbert, what have you emerged from lockdown with? We, we've um, we've got a slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the best thing we've ever got. It's so fun. Have you all what been? Is, what what is it? You know, in the back garden, you put the big sheet down and get um, attached to it. Just you go very fun. liquid. It is so fun. Awesome. It's awesome. Good, good. You can have one of those, Tim. You must have one of those. No, no. We, we, I, I have, have um, ridden on one before, if that's the word. Slid on one before. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. Before, before this goes any more downhill, yeah. <laughs> done, um, why, don't we, uh, why don't we invite our, our guest in, Yay. Mr. Jake Isaac. Yo. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Woohoo. You all right? No, bag drop. You look like you're in a movie set. It's so cool. I am in a movie set. What are you talking about? That's life, you know? It's like a big movie. My, my office looks like a tip, so uh, we've... Uh, oh, <laughs> 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 what are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good, good. Just, um, yeah, just, yeah. Life, innit? <laughs> you just got back from, um, what were we saying, the school run? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, dropping the children to the childminders. So my wife's a key worker, so they've been in char- they've been in childcare the whole time, which has been sh- amazing. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, just um, she's gone. Yeah, she's gone into work today. That's um, yeah, I've got the house to myself, so I'm I'm here working in my pants. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm Thanks. so so glad. Oh, we're, re- we're recording, aren't we? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I am so sorry. I know I'm sorry as well. No, no, no don't be sorry. No, no, we're all, we're all in our pants. <laughs> you guys been? You been all right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, we we're just saying. So, um, big big news in the Drake household is that they've got a cat dog. 
<laughs> yes, you heard that right. Okay. What, what is that? What, what, <laughs> what, what does that even mean? What, what's going on here? I know that's what I'm asking myself. What does this mean? <laughs> this is actually meant to be a Worship Central podcast, but I think <sighs> we'll just rename it as like a catch up. I think. Um, so, so, so um, the the Drake's have got a cat dog. We we've got a baby, so similar. Um, <laughs> I've got, I've got my <laughs> um, we just got new planters in our garden at last. So, so like crazy times going on. Wow, um, sounds like that's the place I need to be, mate. I tell you. Exactly. So, so thanks so much for giving up your time to join us, Jake, on this very important call. Um, but mate, we, I mean, yeah, it's such a, a privilege to have you. Um, on this cool, podcast man. and um i mean you've been you know a friend of well all of us for a good while now and yeah. you know someone that we love and respect and you've been you, you've led at our church and come to worship until the week and people have like always loved who you are what you bring um the i, I paid them all i paid them all <laughs> the way that you lead us um so um no we just um we just love you and um, you, so grateful that you're spending time with us on this podcast but mate just you know we've got a whole bunch of stuff that we'd love to ask you about but tell us a bit about how you've been doing and this whole crazy lockdown season and just um things that you've kind of loved and also challenges and yeah. given insight it's been cool like i've just been cracking on i've had quite a few projects to do um so i've just been working from home really which I chatted to some producer mates of mine. We were like, nothing changes. When you're in music, you just sit in a room on your own anyway, didn't you? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so nothing's changed much. There are the odd occasion where I just, you know, when, when the children are around and everyone's in the house, I just, I go for extended toilet breaks just, just to <laughs> get a breather. Do you know what I mean? But I, I am, I'm an ambivert. So I can be an, I can be an extrovert, but I need introvert time. I need, um, I need me time. So, I've heard that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's 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 had its challenges just for terms of space. But um, I tell you, one thing it has done is caused me to lean into routine more. Just running, prayer walking, um, yard workouts, um, just leaning into doing the things to make space. Almost actually, as I've leaned into routine, it's really helped uh, nurture my sense of discipleship. Just making space in my mind and in my heart for Jesus. Um, and um and the routines facilitated that that time you know um so that's been really that's been really uh, enriching other than that super blessed super super blessed yeah and like is obviously and people i'm sure will know but you know you're singer songwriter um yeah. you're with a you know record label you've got projects going on you know we're, we're all creative obviously but you know in terms of music and, and songwriting and all that just how how have you found this time with some of that stuff, like have you found it kind of releasing like as much freedom as normal and, and as many ideas or has it kind of, you know, affected yeah. the way that you've been able to create or, you know, the way your mind's interacted with, with all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, cause my children have been in childcare and like, I've, I've had space. I've just had time just to be on my own, which has been great. And actually, um, I, um, I found a message, a few of my, few friends like worship leaders and singer songwriters and us at the beginning of lockdown i said it felt like there were two types of creatives there was there were the the creatives that were like oh i need to be on instagram live people don't forget me i need to be in your face oh my gosh oh my gosh please um and then there were the creatives that were silent you just didn't hear from them and i sensed that those 
for me, I wanted to be one of those who had their head down, receptivity over activity. In a pandemic, in a time like this, a unique time in history, it's not the time to try and uh, battle for people's attention. Rather, I believe it's a time to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, to be observant to what are people feeling, what are we carrying, so that we can come out of this season with creativity and songs which restore and bring hope and speak into life. Mate, with what, is that 49% rate of domestic abuse? People are going to need our songs. Um, and I, at the beginning of lockdown, I sensed that. And, and actually, um, I'm, I'm realizing now um, that those, it's, it's, it's now time to bring those songs to light. And so the projects I've been doing, I've just been channeling them into there, you know, um, mm. which has been great. Um, I've done the odd Insta Live. Yes, I have done it. But um, it's more so just um, like great promo opportunities or working with another organization to, to do bits and pieces. But creativity wise, I've not, I've not, I've just, I put my head down even more so, you know, um, and just cracked on. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. So I've, I've been cool. I've been cool. Good, man. Hey, Jay, what were you talking about? Um, mate, it's so good to see you, man. Thank you, my friend. Just, um, I, I, one of the things I love about you is just talking about the spirit of God, what's he saying? And I, you've always struck me as someone who carries something deeply prophetic from doing those worship central conferences in London and you come up with this crazy idea to, you know, suddenly have an argument break out in session, which I'll never... I said I was sorry. Yeah. I said I was sorry. Right? <laughs> yeah, mate, it, it, was, it was genius. It's brilliant. And I think, what, what is that? How do you, in your best moments, I guess, how do you sense God speaking to you as a creative? What does that look like, the prophetic for you? You've talked about songs of hope, but in terms of, you know, and you talked a little bit about your rhythm as well. Like, how do you really, those moments when you go, oh, this is how I hear God speak. This is what really fuels me. It's like, oh, the fire, the moment. Mm. What does that look like for you? I think I am, um, during this time in particular, during this season in particular, I found God speaking to me really loudly um, uh, and help uh, in, in, in a way beyond the noise. So there's been a lot of opinions not just with COVID, but also the servicing of racial injustice. Um, and, and everyone's given opinions. Mm. And what I found is, and especially when I've had to speak into certain things uh, with believers, just about the things that have surfaced, I found that God has spoken to me beyond the noise and said, hey, my opinion is the only opinion that counts. What, what am I saying? God, what would you? And I found that um, it's highlighted in me just certain basic principles of, um, in scripture, uh, which are applicable in all scenarios, uh, as well as my own creativity. Um, uh, so, so for example, um, in a time of anger, uh, where there was a lot of angry people, um, and which was justified, don't get me wrong, um, I felt the Lord say, actually, anger on its own is dangerous. Anger with a vision and a hope for a future brings res ref uh, restoration and healing. And that is vision. And so it's in those moments that um, so I'm working on a song with, um, with Governor B, Bianca Rose and Joshua Luke Smith called Brother, which speaks into what we, this was, this was quite a momentous time, but where do we go from here? What does this mean for my three-year-old boy? What does it mean for his generation? Mm. I found that the Lord, I found that the Lord very graciously just spoke to me about, about his perspective, about what he sees. Um, I found actually a lot of, uh, unfortunately, uh, people, church leaders have got into trouble when they've leaned into their own opinions rather than do what they're supposed to do and signpost people to Jesus. 
it's you're setting yourself up to no one asks you for your opinion bruv shut up um it, it, we have to as believers not let alone church leaders lean into what, what who has the final say um and that applies even more so as creatives there has to be something that separates us from people who don't do life with jesus and it's that it's that sense of holiness it's that sense of obedience it's that sense of walking with the lord and being close i love what john bevere says he says the fear of god isn't being afraid of god it's being afraid to be away from him um, i love that and i believe in creativity we need to nurture that so that he can show us the the the, the things behind the things the things that are important has it mate that's amazing has it has it been hard writing that song you talked about brother has you know what something that's come easily or yeah you, you know you know why i just when god gives you his perspective he gives you his heart it, you can't when god opens your eyes he reveals to restore then he when, when he opens your eyes to something it it installs something in you um and so when the idea came about it it came with his heart it was just like this this is needed what why else? I need to write this. We need to. And so it came really easily. Um, and then when I shared it with the other guys that were collaborating, that I'm collaborating with, um, initially, it, I didn't brief them. So I just, hey, I'm writing this song called Brother. And, and, blah, and um, they came up with quite really strong, you know, justice. And which is cool. Um, but then I messaged them saying, hey, I think this might be a bit of a sea moment. This might be a bit of a, Lord, what you're saying? Where do we go? And it's funny, it's almost like that opened them up to go, oh God, what is your heart in the midst of this? Mm. Um, so, and, and then it flowed. And actually the, the verses and the parts that they contributed to the song was even more powerful than, um, than what, they were, what they came with before. So I think you open yourself to Jesus, you open yourself to the Father's opinion, you get the Father's heart. Mm. So, with the, with, mate, this is so good. So with something like that, um, is success then you with creativity and, and a song like that let's take that as an example is it i guess opening about opening more doors to what what we think is it about actually posing more questions than answering things you know sometimes as a creative you come and you think i've got a really strong idea this is the moment i want to say this thing and and almost like that that's the end game you know we're going to work and develop and write and create and do this thing and it's boom but i love what you're saying then it's making me think about something that poses more questions sure. you know, as a piece of art. Is that yeah. success for you? Yeah, I think success in creativity, if that's what you're referring to, right? Mm -hmm. um, success in creativity is uh, being able to uh, communicate something that you intended to communicate with conviction, but also being willing to be open to go down any other route that that conviction leads to. Um, I think I think the minute you go, no, my creativity is about I've got this and I'm delivering this. It's it. You, <laughs> you're boxing yourself in. Um, but the minute we go, I've got this. I'm burdened with this, and and I'm getting it out. Oh my gosh! And what's this? Oh, I never. Th Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that also particularly happens in collaboration. I love what Les Moore says. He says collaboration brings about innovation. You can't you can't just go. I've got this and bah in a collaborating context. You have to be open. Um, because you, you end up at something you never even realised and then you get the satisfaction and success of getting that thing out of you as well. Mm. So I think it's twofold, um, uh, but conviction with, with, conviction with compromise. There you go. Mm. So good. Jake, can I ask you, 
because <clears throat> one of the things that I, you know loved hanging out with you and observing is you, you have a just a, a curiosity that it, which is such an important part of creativity and it's not just you know sitting down and curious around guitar or piano but it's curious about people about life i heard you talking the other day about being on the tube and watching people and oh, yeah. creating stories in your head about people but just talk about how, how you <laughs> a little bit creepy to be honest <laughs> okay uh, that's what we've got time for on this episode uh, <laughs> no, just talk about how do you cultivate just fascination so you can you know channel it into songs and creativity yeah um first and foremost i i often pray um uh i often ask the lord uh, to humble my heart that is uh, that that is a prayer which i pray regularly um the outward working of that is not taking myself seriously um, those two things, I feel that's, that's the faith in the works. Appreciate <laughs> leading to God for humility and don't take yourself seriously. Um, I found that the more that happens, the more there's a sincerity <laughs> um, and a willingness uh, and, a, and a desire for wonder. Um, it, I, 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 I've I found in my journey of, of being a songwriter, communicating songs as a, as a singer, um, as well as serving the house, serving the house of God, I, I'm, when you when when you lean into humility, um, which is a key process, I was teaching a discipleship last night to some friends at a church up in North England. When you lean into humility, um, um, you, it, it, I feel like in the process of discipleship, you automatically grab a heart uh, and a willingness uh, to serve others and to have a heart for for the people that you're going to and that your creativity is destined for um and i believe a combination of those factors causes you to um think beyond yourself mm-hmm. um I, i've often found like like with the story in the tomb these the the times when i've gone lord help me to be more about you and others than myself um i start to get creative in ways of like, oh how can i minister how can i bless these people how can i how can i do you know what i mean like, oh i know people normally do it that way but lord that group of people is really particular. They're really, how can I, do you know what I mean? Um, and I believe that's actually really important to do. I do quite a bit of itinerant ministry, as you know. I believe that's important to do every time you go into a new context. Mm. So whether it be at gastry or wildfires, before you go, Lord, I mean, they can have any worship leader they like. I mean, they're doing great. But how can I bring, how can I bless them? How can I, ser- like, and then the creativity oozes out in the form of a set list. Mm. Oh my gosh, why do we need to warm them up? Let's just go straight in the deep end. It's called wildfires. Let's just kick off. Do you know what I mean? Our, our willingness to, to humble ourselves and our desire and our hunger, hunger to serve people um, to the best of our ability often cultivates a sense of creativity. Um, that's what I found in ministry. And, and just to be clear, I see what I do in, in the marketplace is ministry as well. Mm. When I write a song, if I write a love song, I'm going, man. Take, for example, the, the rise in, um, in relational breakdowns, marital breakdowns during this season. Lord, man, I, I mean, I'm a Christian, but I want to write about the realities of marriage. Like, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I get cheesed off. Sometimes she winds me up. Sometimes I wind her up. But how can I bring a perspective of love that people need at a time like this? How can I, how can I bring a perspective of love that you give me? And you, you give it to me and teach me how to do that for wifey. How can I, man, mm. 
how can I, I love this, there's, there's a great saying, the best thing you can do for your children is love, is love the, the, your, the mother or, the, or your father, or the, do you know what I mean? Like the other half. How can I, how can I show that in, you know what I mean? Your willingness and your, your desire to serve others often brings about a sense of creativity that you might not have reached for before. I, that's what I find. That's my own journey. Um, and it seems to be working so far, so I'm just going to keep going. That's great. Jake, I'd love to ask you, um, I heard this quote once, that the difference between a good leader and a great leader is conviction. And, you know, something that you have in bags is conviction <laughs> and authority. And, but what I've noticed is whenever our guys, whenever our team play or lead worship with you, they come away absolutely buzzing and full of conviction themselves. And, you know, they, they just, just can't like talk enough about how amazing it was to lead with you. Oh, and, um, you know, just hearing you talk about serving others, like, is that, is that something that you've always had uh, a conviction and, and a, yeah, or is it, how do you cultivate that? Mm. And, and as worship leaders, how can we cultivate that, you know, that assurance of, of what we're doing and being able to draw that out in other people? A man, a man once said, well, and it's obvious since when you look in scripture, the currency of kingdom um, is, is faith. But I, I, believe, I believe one of the currencies is relationship. It's the only thing we take from here to the afterlife, relationship. Um, relationship with the king, relationship with each other. Um, and that's just, that's just my own little observation. Um, and I, I suppose that observation comes from doing a life of focusing on relationship with people uh, than focusing on what I can get from them and how I can use them. Um, I, when I go on stage, I might walk on stage with a bunch of strangers and I, I actually want to start off from being their friends, grabbing a hold of, um, of, of seeing them smile and, and having a laugh and letting them chill out. You know, I don't have all the answers. I'm, do you know what I mean? I'm building relationship in the short time I have with them so that when it comes to that prayer huddle before we go and serve, when they're going, cool, well, we know each other to a point. We might as well pray for the people that we're here to bless and to lead into the presence of God. Let's make it about them and cultivate that spiritual relationship and point people to Jesus. I, I don't, it's, it's, it's the relation, relational thing. I, I just, I think we so, we, sometimes in ministry, we, um, we, we forget there's a difference between religion and relationship. There's a difference between just cracking on in the name of Jesus and actually living out the name of Jesus in how we relate to each other. And I just, um, you, you don't get, you don't get a, tr a true sense of discipleship without authentic relationship. You can't disciple people, let alone do life with people without, without cultivating that sense of relationship. Um, and, I, I, and I suppose that's my priority. I, I want, when I'm, when I'm on stage with you guys, I, I want to, I want to impact them. Um, um, I've got to impact them if I'm going to stand a chance of impacting the people that we're there to, there to bless. And I feel like we forget that sometimes in the, oh, we've got two services to bang through. Come on then. You know, oh, we've got the words up. Yeah, great. Like, what, what was this all about? What, do you know what I mean? And, and hear me, big church and small church comes with, with different things and different responsibilities. But it's super crucial. And, I, and that's why I believe... Um, a great thing about this time is it's caused people to yearn for a relationship even more because of these dreaded Zoom calls. And, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I even, I'm even hearing there's quite a few church leaders who are considering going back to the, to the house group structure. And, and, and I think that's beautiful. Um, churches have been impacted in different ways. 
But what I'm sent, what, what's coming out time and time again is people's yearning to cultivate relationship, to be around each other, to be about each other, to hug each other. And we can forget in the rigmarole, in the going on, and the, the day-to-day of church sometimes, that it's actually about the people. Um, I've, I've built my ministry, which, which ironically, part of that is, means to serve people. Um, I built that around relationship, about and around people. Mm. Um, and I'm, and I'm, not on, I'm not on staff. I'm not, on, I'm not paid to do it. You know what I mean? Fair enough, I go into a situation, they go, hey, Jay is a fiver. Do you know what I mean? And they bless me for being there. Fair enough. But like, I, I would do it anyway about people and for people because that's, that's what Jesus did for me. And that's what he's still doing for me. Um, and, and, and I want to be, be remembered on earth and known in heaven because I cultivated relationship. Mm. Mm. That's so good, Jake. And can I ask about the work of the Spirit? Like, because a lot of what you've just been talking about, it is this partnership, isn't it? You're trying to express between you and this, the boldness that comes from the Spirit and stuff. And like, I'd love to know, like, was there a moment for you in leading worship where you know, you suddenly, that switched on. Like there was suddenly this whole new empowerment of the spirit, this, this whole new kind of level of authority, you know, when you look back or, or, or how has that developed and grown in you, that following yeah. spirits leadership? Um, I think it's just going to sound super savage, but I grew up, I grew up um, going to a lot of church conferences um, my dad's dad's a great man, and he used to preach from every like, yeah. Childhood was full of church conferences, and I think I just got, I, I wasn't even doing like life with the Lord full on. Like, I love Jesus as a kid, but you're working. I think I gave my life to the Lord like seven times before I kind of like got serious. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I think during my time of going to conferences and being in different church services, I was saying, I just thought this is boring. This is boring. Like, what do you want? Well, this isn't, what? You're just cracking through songs. You don't even know if you want to be up there. You're nervous. What's the matter with you? What? <laughs> like, and, and, and please, if you're watching this, this is not me firing shots. I'm just telling you about my experience growing up. And you have to remember, like, I, I used to be a drummer I, and I used to watch gigs and I used to, I, I was Larry. But it frustrated me that people would, would kick off at a football match, but then on a Sunday, they just, they don't know where to look. And there's these awkward silences between songs because we don't know how to just sing without playing. Or, and, and also, I, start, I, I grew up, my, the earlier churches that my dad, one of the churches my dad pastored, there's maybe like 40 of us in a room. Um, he pastored a massive church of a thousand before that, and then he kind of moved into a church plant thing. So I got both ends of the spectrum, and I was just like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Because if not, I, I I don't need to do, I don't need to be here. I don't, if we're not going to have conviction about this. And I think that stuck with me. So when I got saved, like, as in I settled on walking with Jesus and walking in the fear of God, I said, God, what, what, what do you want me to do? What, how, how can I, I need this some fire in me. How do I, um, and I decided actually, I wanted to, I wanted to, First of all, point people to Jesus and the reality of a holy, awesome God. Anytime I was brought to minister to people, um, and um, and that even went for a process, bro. Like when I first started off, uh, bless my, my old pastor. Uh, I suppose that co- got cultivated in that church. My old pastor. And there were times when I would be so passionate. Come on, don't look at me. Where's your God? <laughs> 
<laughs> I did that for a couple of Sundays. And my pastor, he was he's like a spiritual father. He came to me and Joe, he said, Jay, you know, um, you know, the church are called the beloved for a reason, yeah? <laughs> and I, I thought, oh, oh, my bad. And, and, and basically he was saying, you're talking to someone's children, like, calm down, bruv. Do you know what I mean? And then I, and then I went back to scripture and I realised, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts of praise. That's not telling people off and, and whatever else. That's joy. That's encouragement. If some people have had to get five kids out of a car to get into church, come on, they need encouragement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I started to see it as, if I welcome someone into my house, I'm not going to be like, take off your shoes, get in the front room. I'm going to be like, oi, you want a cup of tea? Come on, chill out. Keep your shoes on, no problem. You know? <laughs> It's, again, it comes down to that sense of ministry and building relationship. And when you have such a conviction for that, it's easy. And, and it sounds scary to say, and I don't mean it in a complacent way, but it almost becomes easy to be like, come on, let's go. You, that's what you're here for, yeah. Come on! You know? Yeah. Jake, this is so good. Just one final thing I'd love to get your reflections on. You know, I called you up a few weeks ago just to chat. Um, in light of everything that's been exploding around the globe, particularly in the US and the UK around, um, you know, the injustice we've seen historically around race, yeah. uh, a deep awareness, if we think about the UK, a lot of the churches that certainly we've been a part of, the Church of England, yeah. have an appalling history around treating um, people of color. Um, I just, in this season where it feels like God has been almost turning something that's been so traumatic with the murder of George Floyd um, into almost like something where people are really engaging with, where they've missed things, where they've been blind to um, unconscious bias, you know, just sinful attitude, all of that. How do we, maybe thinking particularly around music, and worship, how do you think we can begin to move towards celebrating diversity, not tokenism, um, but actually just building communities of creativity and music and worship that feel like they're going to reflect a bit better what we're going to spend eternity doing, every tribe, every tongue, surrounded around Jesus Christ, worshipping him. Any, any reflections around... Because uh, I think lots of people are wanting to to grow and to journey and build, but that that needs intentionality. And you've yeah, yeah. thought about this, and we've talked about this over the years. Yeah. So um, I I I really really don't mean to harp on about this. Well, actually, the difference between tokenism and diversity is relationship. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, <laughs> and 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 it's, I've said that word a lot, and I maybe it's just I don't know, maybe it's just the time that we're having this conversation. <laughs> But, um, like, in a really simple way, you talking to me in this context, um, or you inviting me to your church and be like, come on, Jake, take a Sunday evening and just lead us in some worship. Because you know me. We've had conversations before any of this as brothers. We've, we've sat down and had breakfast together and just had chats. And that has, that has brought about a beautiful sense of trust and relationship. Mm-hmm. So then when I bring what I bring... Everyone's like, great, because there's an endorsement already because of the relational value. And people are blessed even more so because of the collaboration. That's, we're, we're doing this. I'm standing with you. I'm sta- 
in the in the in the in the context of creativity, we need to pine lean in. So who am I doing life with? Listen, I don't like Nick, for example. Nick casually will write a banger for a, a rap artist called Governor B called Cast Your Kids, and they'll do it as mates. And they've written before. They'll, and they'll hang out. He comes to his house. Isaac said to me that he was right. He, was, he had this song while he was singing in the, he was singing in the shower or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. And he comes down and says, bro, I've got this. Well, don't think about it too much. But hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. That yeah. a man from what? Um, uh, East London and a man from the Midlands chilling out together in the context of real relationship, let alone Jimmy James being in the room. Yeah. And it brings out something that reaches way further than just a man from a Midlands or the man, it reaches more people because of the dynamic of relationship. Our, we have to lean into that. Who are you doing life with? Who are you choosing to be deliberate about investing in? From a leadership point of view, whether you're a worship leader watching this or what, who are you, in the same way we go, oh yeah, I go for a drink with this person, I go for a curry with this person, it's great. But I haven't really tapped into, um, I don't know, let's say uh, Fumi over there, that lovely Nigerian girl. I wonder if she eats curry. Do you eat curry? For, what do you eat? Where should we go? Come on, and you tell me. What's, and she might turn around and go, well, I actually really love Lebanese food. Cool. Listen, what are you listening to? Send me some of that. What songs do you reckon would work for our church? What songs do you reckon would serve our church? I know you do your thing, but what songs do you reckon would serve our church in a good way? Like, I'm not, like... <laughs> If I brought a ton of reggae songs on that Sunday evening and I came and led worship at Gastry, people would be like, bro, what, what, what are we doing here? That's not appropriate. Well, actually, it was for me to mix it up and serve the church how they needed to be served. We're looking out who's in the room, knowing what God wants to say, combining those factors, as well as the trust aspect, and go, all right, how can we bless these people? For me, we need to be willing to lean into reaching out to new people, doing life with new people um, so that we reflect the kingdom, so we reflect the communities that we're supposed to be serving. And I think that's from a leadership downwards and from and the opposite way. Um, we can't say we're about, oh, we're about the community, we're about this city. The city's made up of a load of different people. And we need to be intentional about doing life with a load of different people. We need to be intentional. Listen, Tim, I don't know how many R&B songs you've written in your lifetime, pal. <laughs> I know. Oi, 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 oi. <laughs> oh, you dark horse. Do you know we're what I mean? We're in a few for the missus. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, can we stop recording? Just... <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know I mean? But, like, what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, if you want to go somewhere new, be willing to do life with someone new. Be willing to stretch in a new way. You know, that's, that's my thing. Difference between okay. token and diver tokenism and diversity. Is, you've been so brilliant this morning. Mm -hmm. Just, th I think, you know, for anyone listening, the, the clear takeaway is, is relationship. Relationship with God, relationship with people. Yeah. And what beautiful things come out of that. And that's the tragedy, isn't it? Sometimes we can get so busy, we, we don't invest enough in those relationships. And we wonder why people don't connect with the things we're producing because it's, feels yeah. robotic and so I, I think it's such a good timely reminder so thank you you are Bless a legend you. we love you you're a gift to us and to the church and, to Bless the you, man. Yes. and Bless Beyonce you. would be so proud of you <laughs> <laughs>
So, oh, guys, thank you so much for the Worship Central podcast. Go to the website, worshipcentral.org, find out all the other resources, videos we've done, lots of great content. But have a great week, and we'll be in touch and see you soon. Bless you. Bye.